everyone to the REST podcast, where our goal is to help each and every one of you displace confusion, chaos, and dis-ease in order to heal and find significance in life. Virginia, as you know, this particular topic about COVID makes me extremely nervous. I mean, this is something that's touchy. It's controversial. It's dividing in a lot of people's families, friends, spheres of influence. I mean, you know this already, like we've talked about this. It certainly is. Yeah. But you said before, like this is the exact reason why we need to be talking about this. And you know what I always say, the bigger the problem, the greater the opportunity. So I think we can look at this situation serious as it is. It's obviously a global pandemic. We can look at it in several different ways, but I choose to look at it as an enormous opportunity to discover possibilities, both in how we handle these impossible, what seems to be impossible situations and how we get to handle them as human beings loving each other with great integrity and never losing sight of what is sacred about the human condition. And those are our core values, but they've never become more relevant to me than they have during the course of this last year. And I think this topic can be discussed outside of politics with deep conviction and different opinions, and it can be discussed with integrity. And that's why I wanted to invite Danae to join us today. Yes. Welcome, Danae. Danae is a respiratory therapist. I'm so happy to have you on the REST podcast. Hey, thank you. I'm glad, glad to be here. Virginia, I know that you, I mean, obviously, you know We Danae have a long well. history. Yes. We have a long history. <laughs> Tell everyone a little bit about your story. Uh, I am a respiratory therapist who has spent the last 11 years of my life serving the people, helping them, you know, in their time of need in hospitals. For the majority of my career, I spent my time doing children's hospitals and children's trauma. But when COVID hit, you know, the children's hospitals pretty much dropped off and we weren't seeing anything. So uh, I felt it was my calling at that point to join my brothers and sisters in the fight and change over to the adult world and get my hands dirty and fight COVID. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what, what I did. And... See, that's what I mean. People are going to rise up and not run from this and hide from it, but they're going to, and there are millions and millions and millions of practitioners I know around the world and doctors that have an enormous amount of integrity. And I think it's the majority of them rolling up their sleeves, doing the same thing, like first responders, right? Mm -hmm. You guys are first responders. So, you know, this second wave of COVID that came through, through November, through January was very, very scary. You know, we were at max capacity, but I mean, hospitals are always, for the mo- most part, full, you know, yeah. but but we were definitely seeing higher n- numbers. So when the time came around and the vaccination became available to first healthcare work- workers, I was very conflicted, knowing how I feel outside of work, and just, you know, not really trusting it quite quite yet but seeing what what I was seeing inside work being afraid right you know I was afraid and so so I reached out to a lot of doctors that I truly truly respected and trusted and tried to get some type of answers if to just make my my heart and my soul feel okay with making that choice of getting the vaccine and I followed the science I trusted the, the people that told me that it was going to be be okay and I got 
my first shot in December and my second shot that has all altered my path so far on January t- 10th of 2021. Mm-hmm. And ever since I've gotten that sh- shot, I've had nothing but horrific side effects. And full disclosure here, Danae is my cousin that we have more of an aunt and niece relationship yes. than a cousin relationship. And I've had the privilege of coming alongside Danae in her pilgrimage of healing for some time and also watched her grow and develop in her professional career as well. This became of special interest to me because as you know, Natalie, I don't believe in politicizing things of this magnitude. Right. And this is a medical issue, not a political issue. That's right. It's a medical issue. It doesn't matter what side of the line you are, you are on. Exactly. It's a humanity issue. Right. It is a humanity issue and there's significant debate. So this is over vax or no vax. Today's program is not about taking a position on that. Right. Today's program is about giving Danae a voice Mm -hmm. because I have heard her story Mm -hmm. at least a dozen times in the last two months. From other people? From other people. And I frankly, like you, did not feel comfortable. On the other hand, when I heard about Danae's situation and the global outcry to her post... I decided, wait a minute, we need to fearlessly have honest conversations so her story can help people have hope. Right. And will give people hope because they are going to identify in the dark Mm -hmm. with many things that she's bringing in the open. Right. One of the things that caught my attention was your post. I'm not on social media, as you know, Natalie, mm-hmm. very often. And for some reason, I went online and saw Danae's post, and I cried. Yeah. I cried because here is a relative suffering in private, and she was in such despair that on her way to work, she couldn't take it anymore and had to cry out. And the response to that post was gripping. And I felt like we had a responsibility to reach out in case we could make contact through the airwaves with one person that might identify with her story and find hope. So I wanted you to tell us a little bit about that. What happened that day on the way to work? So as you can tell, my speech has been greatly affected by the neurological issues that it I have been having progressing during the last seven months. So I've been kind of quiet and hanging to myself because I don't want to talk to people because it is embarrassing. Mm -hmm. But I just started seeing so many different people on social media and throughout conversations with other healthcare workers as what we're seeing in in the hospitals And, and I, won't, I wanted not only to re- reach out and, and, and scream because there's something wrong and I feel like we need to help people. I took an oath to never do harm and, and to always be a patient advocate. And I felt like it was necessary for me cause to help people because I know there's people out there that are having the same issues that I, I am. But in turn, being a patient now and 
struggling with getting answers and getting help and having people do the one thing, and that is believe me, to actually put their effort into fixing me. I thought, God, if I could just reach out and touch somebody that maybe I I can help or that's going through it, and in return, someone can help me. Because I'm alone in this fight, and maybe someone can relate to me, me too, and make me not feel so alone. Right. Mm-hmm. And I did. And I'm driving to work one day, and I set my phone up in my hands-free free device, and I turned it on to a Facebook Live, and I just talked, and I challenged people to do what's right, and I told people that I'm scared. Yeah. I know that's really emotional for you to talk about this. But what was the response to that? It's been amazing. I've had my video viewed 70, over 75,000 times in every country that has mm-hmm. Facebook book. Mm-hmm. I've had people have reached out, doctors, mothers, nur- nurses, politicians, preachers. Everybody's been so good kind offering help offering to give me cer- certain ser- services or help pay for things or just offer advice but the outcry of people that are experiencing the- these side effects for themselves or their family members the people telling me about their families having the same issues as me or dying it's given them a glimpse of, of hope there's a group of us now that have gotten to get together on Facebook. There's a group of, of us that are all having these same issues and we find comfort in one another and we're able to bounce therapies off of one, one another and it has become kind of a fa- family. A wellness community. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's what I love about your story. The response was just beyond anything you imagined and it's building a wellness community. A group of you, a group of us, I should say, all of us are interested. But I, this is where I always say the enduring voices of a generation will always speak to the triumph of the human spirit. And that's what I loved about your post. And I want to keep the discourse, I think, right there in the center because it's so compelling. I don't know anybody with a pulse that listens to your post and isn't pretty much moved to tears because we relate to that kind of anguish and that kind of torment, confusion, chaos, and dis-ease, right, that often leads to disease and illness, I think touches all of our lives. I spoke very candidly about how COVID impacted our lives last week and how it destabilized. And I know you were instrumental in helping Caleb navigate through some really dark hours of the night with his dad and it was gripping because you did it with such sensitivity because you understand the plight of people that have been touched by the consequence of the vaccine and other people by the way have had the vaccine with zero Mm -hmm. Zero side effects. So we have I'm, to, not, I'm not against anyone get getting the vaccine. I want you to exactly. do what's right for you. Mm-hmm. Right. This mean, is not a pro or no, con absolutely vaccine. not. Not. Mm-hmm. It, it's just uh, there is people that are going to have side effects, and I 
feel like just a lot of people aren't able to be heard with with that. There's a lot of people that aren't being believed or they feel like they're alone in this and you're not. I mean, I myself, I myself have days where am I crazy, Mm. you know, because I do feel alone. I have felt alone and, and, and it's very hard because again, we live in a world now where you're just on one side of, of the fence and, or, or another. Well, and that we're is, not going to do that, right? No, absolutely we're not. going to do that. We need to talk about remedies. We need to talk about how do we heal. There's polarizing perspectives and views on how we got here. And I certainly have strong convictions one way or another. And I have strong political convictions. I have strong religious convictions. I have strong medical convictions. But those are not the topic of this discussion. The topic of this discussion is inviting our listening audience to a place of rest where we can reconcile the conflicts, right, Mm -hmm. and the confusion and the chaos and the dis-ease from things we don't understand. Mm -hmm. And so somebody said the other day, at the end of the day, Virginia, you're an educator, and you're about discipleship, which is teaching and instructing and listening and mentoring and counseling. So at the end of the day, we put all our chips on the table, right? And we all together get our hands dirty and we reason through complex things for the good of truth. Yeah, Truth matters. And to that end, I'm really thankful you're here because I know this is really had a significant impact on your life. Do you want to talk about that for a little bit? If in anything, even bigger than the global response from physicians and and the offer of help has been the impact of global prayer. The Mm. amount of people that have reached out and offered prayer or that have reached out and called out in the name of God for him to be the healer has been immeasurable. I mean, mm-hmm. that has probably t- touched me more, more than anything. And I think wow. kind of lo- looking looking at the timeline, I would say, of the last five to ten year, years of my life, you know, I was having the conversation with her earlier and saying I felt felt like as a child there has been a deep connection that I think was rooted way before my existence of you being in my fa- family because I have always had that connection to, to, to you, that you have always been that someone I could go to to feel safe and you were kind of always my my secretary to god i would say because i know (laughs) nobody else like you right right? i've always Mm -hmm. held you on this idol type pedestal because you're just don't do that i know (laughs) (laughs) but but you know you're always just been close to god and i've always appreciated and respected that from from you and admired that about about you but i think the couple years prior to to this event you have groomed me and taught me and led me down a road that I don't think even would allow me to be alive to today and endure what I'm enduring now mm-hmm. with the strength that I'm doing it. If you hadn't reintroduced me to God, God. And one of the th- things that I have kept say- saying to myself during all of th- this is that he never promised that the cross would not get heavy or the hill would not be hard to climb. And he never offered our victories without our fighting. But he said help would always come on time. Mm -hmm. And I just had to repeat myself through this because this has been paralyzing. Not being able to speak speak right and talk 
I talk weird and walk, walk weird and I drop things and I fall all, all the time. And here we are with another wave at work and I'm supposed to be there getting my hands dirty. And I'm at this point, there are days where I'm more of a hindrance to my patients than I am a help. I disagree. Because you show up with... I do show up. It just takes me a little while. <laughs> <laughs> you do show up and you show up with the most important part and it's just a giant heart. Yeah. But I think what's most compelling about you is that you're not afraid to be vulnerable and you're not afraid to look at difficult things for what they're worth and what they cost, what they require. I think that's what makes you a giant in my eyes in so many ways. And these battles don't have to be private. They don't have to be fought in isolation and certainly not in solitude. It is not the way of the world. Mm-hmm. We're made for connection. We're meant to live in community. And this isn't something that's just happening to you, Danae. It's happening to all of us. Mm-hmm. And I wanted everyone to hear your voice because I want people to have hope. And I want people to rise up against the polarizing political debates that are devastating families and tearing apart relationships. And I don't think it's necessary. I think we can courageously come to the table and discuss ideas without attacking people. Mm -hmm. And I love your story because I know someone's going to be encouraged by what you say. We all have the capacity to self-govern. We all have the capacity to reject attacking people instead of addressing issues. We all have the capacity to elevate the topic and the conversation to its highest possible platform of debate. I want to encourage everyone to approach the topic because it's not going to go away anytime soon with that kind of integrity. I think recognizing as well that not only do I have liberty to have my own opinions and to have my own beliefs, but so does the person I'm talking to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's going to open up the resources right. of our mind, of our soul, of our brain, of our physical resources, right? Right. So just elevating the conversation, and we can learn from things that we don't agree with. 100%. I listen to many things that I think are ridiculous, and I have to be honest with you, many times, most of the time, I walk away with a great more insight than I would have if I would have shut it down, right? thinking I knew more or better. So when we can tolerate ideas, we can learn from the things we don't agree with. And just because you listen to somebody, I always say we have to listen with our hearts, hear with your senses and your ears, but listen with your heart. Yeah. Because reconciling those two things is powerful in helping people feel loved and operating with integrity and in not losing sight of what's sacred about our common humanity. And I think that's what rest is about. And Danae, you referenced it so well. We have strong disagreements about many things. And it didn't diminish my capacity or nor my desire 
to come alongside of you in this pilgrimage through time and love you well and love you with integrity, right? Mm -hmm. And always reminding you of the most important thing. You're a spirit working through a soul and a body. And yes, I believe that you are the dwelling place of God. Man is the dwelling place of God. We get to decide if we will host him or not. And facing situations like you've had to face and like we're facing as a nation and as a world, we get to decide how we respond to that. And if we give God access, power, and authority in helping us reason through these difficult things and teaching us, right, to do so or we don't. So man is the dwelling place of God. The soul of a man is where we reconcile these deep, complex things. But man has a liberty to decide to include him in those conversations or not. And by the way, that's the beauty of liberty. Yeah. The measure of freedom we live with is another story as a consequence of that. But I think our discussion today, the beauty in the ashes is that the enduring voices of a generation speak to the triumph of the human spirit. But I think we need to have many more conversations like this about other difficult topics so that we can all reason together. Is there anything else that you want to touch on before we close? For for, for those that are are listening that would like to join my Facebook page, it's called Danae's Journey. You can find my story that there, and I've been set, setting updates up with what's going on in, in new test results. And as I go along this journey, and you know, for the those of you that have watched and are praying, and you know, know someone that is dealing with this, ask for patience and and, and be there for, for for them. Thanks for the prayers. Awesome. Wonderful. And this, like any other difficult situation, I think we need to seek justice, mercy, and walk humbly with God. Mm-hmm. And we're going to make it through this, and we'll be better for it on the other side. 100%. Thank you, Danae, so much for being here. Thank you for ha- having me. Before we go, I have a few announcements. Our first day of rest event since the fires in Silverado Canyon back in December of 2020 is now available to register under the event page of the website. Spots are limited, so register ASAP. If you'd like to stay updated with Danae, she mentioned earlier, she has a Facebook page called Danae's Journey. That's D-A-N as in Nancy, E-E-S, Journey. For updates about rest and this podcast, please visit our Instagram or Facebook, The Place of Rest. If you'd like more information about Virginia or to support and join the cause of rest, please go to virginiadixon.com forward slash collaborate. Thank you for listening to Rest with Virginia Dixon. That's all for this episode, everyone. See you next time. Mm-hmm.